Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on Demand. And I'm just so done with the officiating discussion. I feel like nobody really cares until it's my team that gets screwed. Then I want to talk about officiating. Oh, yeah. But everybody else's games, I don't care about the Steelers and the Bears. Are you kidding me? And you want to talk about whether or not the Bears linebacker, Cassius Marsh, he said after the game he got hip-checked by the ref. What are you even doing in the vicinity of the referee? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, It sure is. Nice work back there, guys. Nothing formal around here at all. We're very informal on the Rod Peterson Show. I don't know where my Ed McMahon is. Probably on the phone. So here we go, setting sail into hour two of Canada's daytime sports talk show with just me and you and our crew on the other side of the wall here, which is Jordan Clark Rolf. That's right. His name's Rolf. Bingo! Is that short for something? Or is it just Rolf? Do we know? Ryan, our technical producer. Paul, which nobody really knows what he does around here other than own the building. And all the equipment and all of us. But if you, we're going to extend Taco Time viewer takeover here into hour two because why not? It's just me and you. And it is the golden corral of sports talk. Uh, where there's a lot of topics on the table. Like, I literally have no idea where Moose... I yelled at him in the break. Down the long haul. There he, hey, there he is! Put the camera on him. There, No, get in here. What, are you going to try and hide? At least try and sneak in. No, don't. No, I outed you. I know, I know. Were you making more coffee, or what were you... Yes, uh, making coffee? sure the coffee was hot. I was on the phone. The coffee is just amazing. By the way, I got to go over to... Caliber coffee. To Caliber and get some new coffee here this afternoon. Because uh, we're, we're burning through it like crazy. We, we go through are. a lot of coffee around here. Well, and kind of want to make sure you're stocked up for your road trip. Right. You got enough in your bag to take with Getting you. Getting on the road again. Went on the road. Yeah. Um, it, I think Phil's calling me. Yeah. No caller ID. Not many people that comes up in your phone, no caller ID. Do you have those? When it comes up, no caller ID, you know exactly who it is. Yeah. Um, By the way, what's the brew today? It's a Peru medium dark roast. It's more of a dark roast from Peru. It is great. It tastes like I'm in Peru. I know. I know. That's how good it is. And by the way, I have it in my uh, Bronco plumbing and heating thermos here, thermal cup, but I haven't had any ranch. Like they... Sponsor the uh, Rod Peterson, Rod's rant. I haven't had a rant in so long. I'm not angry about anything. But as you pointed out, I did have a rant last hour. You want to tell the people that missed it? Well, you, you got a little them? get a little upset at some of the viewers, the the uh, the annoying ones, for texting a lot, jumping up and down looking for your. T- They're just like your kids. All they want is your attention, pulling at your your pant leg. 
Well, what it was, was we're trying to get into a CFL segment here. Oh, yes. Because there was a lot of people complaining that we don't talk as much CFL as we used to. So then we're into this deep CFL talk, and then they start talking about NHL games. The same people that were bitching. And it drove me nuts. (sighs) Hey, Earl James and YouTube just had a hell of an idea. He says, Taco Time needs to make coffee. Oh, my God. Spicy! Mexican coffee. Because Mexican coffee is very good. Can we get him on the blower? Oh, uh, that would be great. That'd be awesome. Some place to go for coffee in the morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rod going on the road again to an undisclosed location. It's, 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 in a, it's about 10 days from now. This guy's going on the road before I am. Yes. So you'll be, I think that's, to me, that's very exciting. Tell the viewers about what's going to happen on Friday. Yeah, tomorrow I'm on the road and uh, Remembrance Day. I think I'm going to leave early and probably stop in Brandon for a Remembrance Day ceremony. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to go because I like to go to those. I think mm-hmm. that's really important. Um, but I'll be in uh, Winnipeg for the weekend. Uh, I'm going to be taking in the Jets game tomorrow night. And so I'll be in nice. Winnipeg for a full recap of that Jets game Friday uh, for the show. And then uh, Saturday doing the uh, Canada West playoffs. Manitoba Bison's Alberta Golden Bears. Have you been in contact with the Winnipeg Jets? I have this morning. Yeah? How's yeah. that going for you? It's going good. Ah, oh, good. It's going good. Well, they like us in Winnipeg. I think so. Yeah. Um, Tacona Powley's watching Winnipeg. He says, we need more CFL talk on Football Fridays. Uh, well, you get it on Football Fridays, so I don't know what you're complaining about. Can we talk about serious stuff for a second? The poll question. And let's dig into the analytics again. I love this. Mm -hmm. Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League is what? Your options are Hamilton at Toronto Friday night, Calgary at BC, Winnipeg at Montreal, or Edmonton at Saskatchewan. And leading the way on YouTube by a mile, the last I checked with 48%, was the Hamilton-Toronto game at BMO Field in Toronto. Can we tell the viewers what your supposition was, your summation was on the stats based on the platform yeah very interesting you know based on the youtube platform which really didn't start until after the show began right there was no youtube list of subscribers when you were you know back on local radio in regina so it tells me that our youtube viewers are coming from all across the country yeah and to a larger extent all across north america they're not just huddled up here in in the rectangle where we know that you got a bulk of Twitter followers that came from your 20 years in the province and Facebook followers, right? Yeah. And it would skew our polls. Well, now our polls are a nice demographic of the entire country. And when Saskatchewan Edmonton's third on the poll, it didn't matter if it was a bad game. Saskatchewan games would always be number one, and it would be a landslide. Yeah. But now we got a more accurate representation of the entire country. Clark, thank you for putting this on my monitor here. Leading the way is Ticats Argos. Friday night, second place, Blue Bombers Alouettes on Saturday. Third is Edmonton at Sask, a distant third. And the least interest generated is for the Calgary at BC game, which I want to point out something, by the way. I saw somebody putting on Twitter, so it must be true, that there were more people watching the Lions game last week, the BC Lions game, than the Canucks game. And I'm no genius. We've, dis- we've determined that, right? I'm not that bright. Mm-hmm. 
But I think if the Lions game was on TSN, available to 36 million people nationally, roughly, but the Canucks game was only available regionally in all of BC, that might lead to the reflection of those numbers. It makes sense. Your product's available to more people. More people are probably going to enjoy it. Yeah. That's typically how it works, right? You have more, you, you put your product in, in front of 30 million people, you probably get a few more people than if you put it just in front of the million or so. Two yeah, million I just see. think if that Canucks game was on TSN, all of a sudden, boom. Or nationally on Sportsnet, right? Oh, yeah. That's all. So yeah. you can manipulate the numbers. What are the, I just heard it. You never read my column on the weekend because you were too busy and you're forgiven. Thank you. But I put in there a line that I'd heard on NFL radio last week. Stats are like bikinis. They show a lot, but they hide the important stuff. Bad timing in there. Real bad. Epic fail. Let me say it again because they botched it. Stats are like bikinis. They show a lot, but cover the important stuff. Bingo! There you go. They hide the important stuff. Yeah. Right? So you can manipulate those numbers all that you want, if you want. Stats are like bikinis. I like that. It's an old one. That's good, though. Yeah. Uh, Wayne watching Victoria, B.C. says, It makes sense that the Hamilton-Toronto game is game of the week. They are fighting for first place. Yes, Wayne, but the Ryder fans habitually would only vote for the Ryder games no matter what. They didn't look outside the green tunnel with regards to what games meant more. Like, this game on Saturday doesn't mean much at all. And, well, I guess it does for Sass. I guess they could clinch second place or whatever. I'm not honestly following it that closely. But I did see a quote from their quarterback, Cody Fajardo, saying, if and when they clinch second place, he still wants to play in the last game of the year. And I thought, he's saying a lot of things that don't sound like my Cody. That's got him... As successful as he's been. What are you talking about the next game for? Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just worry about this game, and then we'll talk about next game after this game's over. Dan Asham in Winnipeg says, I can't believe how the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are running away with the CFL. He's writing in, and I don't think that's even trash talking. You know what I mean? He's just, I can't believe it. They're 11-1. and going into this week's game in Montreal, but I can believe it. They're the defending Grey Cup champions. They really haven't lost anybody, really. And they've had some injuries and so forth, but they're the best team by a country mile. They're the best franchise. I don't know when people are going to start admitting that (laughs) across this country, but look at what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They're the defending Grey Cup champions. They sell the most merchandise. They have the best team in the league right now. What's the other criteria for that? I don't know. I promised we would talk Blue Jays. We had baseball people writing in. This will be brief. I don't know where the Major League Baseball general managers meetings are, but it looks nice. All the reporters are in golf shirts, you know, except for Ross Atkins, the GM of the Blue Jays, who was in a collared shirt and a sweater. He doesn't look like the most fun guy, but that's okay. I don't want the most fun guy running my baseball team. Right. I want the nerd. And that's what we have. And we had that with Alex Anthopoulos and fired him, but I digress. Yeah. Basically, what they're saying is, and I thought about this for a poll question today, what do the Blue Jays need the most coming back in 2022? But it's uh, currently November. Okay, let's just pump the brakes a little bit. But the insiders are saying the Blue Jays will be in on everybody, no matter the position this offseason. And I thought, well, that's 
generally a good thing. Mm -hmm. Look what they did last year. They got the number one guy, George Springer. And this morning I was pounding away on the elliptical watching this, and I all of a sudden got mad, and I thought about all the games that George Springer missed this year for the Toronto Blue Jays. This guy's an all-world player, and I don't want to say that he's soft. It just seemed like they missed the playoffs by one game. One. Come on, George. You couldn't have gutted it out for just one? Because he one more? Because he was literally winning games on his own, right? He's hitting three-run homers. The Blue Jays are down on the eighth. He's knocking a three-run out of the park. And they win. Bob's your uncle. And he just wasn't healthy enough. They were literally in on everybody last year. Yeah. And they got the biggest guy. So, And we still don't know even what the Blue Jays are going to look at. Marcus Semyon hasn't re-signed yet, right? Robbie Ray hasn't. Marcus, but it's, at least it's nice to know that you're going to be in on everybody. Marcus Simeon declined the Jays' offer, the qualifying offer. Well, because you a, know it's going to happen. Wants more money. Wants yes. to go to the market and drive and, and force the hand of Ross Atkins. So will he come back to Toronto? I would like to think that they'll want to bring that core and keep them together. Look at Jays got to pay. But this is the time to win, right? Right. This is the time to win. So you got to put your chips in the middle. You can't. Win all the money without putting your chips in the middle and putting them all at risk, right? So you got a risk that you're going to put in all the money and it's not going to pay off. But that's the only way to win. I like the fact that we are in that position. Yes. We have the money and we're that close to being a winner, especially in that division. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, a couple comments here. John Kirby says, Rod, the MLB GM meetings are at Omni La Costa Resort and Spa. Sounds great. Great. Where is it? Where is that? Is that Costa Rica? Yeah. From BW on YouTube says, worry about this game, Ryan Leaf. Don't get me started on Ryan Leaf. We're not friends. Long story. Um, That Corey in Radville, and I appreciate Corey from Radville. I think Corey's just found us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's writing in like crazy. And that's what we want. Corey says, Rod, I voted for the Hamilton game, and I'm a huge Ryder fan. Well, that's progress. He stepped outside of himself to just look at the big picture and say, this is the bigger game Friday night, Hamilton-Toronto. But in the two minutes we have left in this break, I would like to address his question about, he says, can you address what's wrong with the SJHL? And I can talk about that because every province across this wonderful country has at least one Junior A league. Some have more than one Junior A league. In our case, it's the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, for which to which I'm incredibly closely associated. What's wrong? I can only imagine you're talking about the attendance dilemma because they're at least playing. The last two weeks, I've been out to games at the Mecca, Notre Dame College, who have never drawn well until they go deep into the playoffs. Right. But, you know... Can we equate Junior A hockey to the Canadian Football League or any other league in this country that's just getting by? If COVID didn't kill it, I don't know what would. I just, I think about it a lot, but not as much as I used to. And I think about this massive mountain that these leagues are going to have to climb. And probably we should come back and talk about it more next break, next segment, because I'm starting to hear it more and more. To the Canadian sports fan, which is totally different than the American sports fan. And if you don't know that that's the truth, you don't know. But it's true. 
in Canada, if you're not Connor McDavid or Tom Brady, I'm not watching you. And in college football, we're seeing routinely 90,000, 100,000. They're packing those stadiums in the States, right? So they don't need to be pro in the States. They'll go. But in Canada, that, the rich is getting richer and the poor is getting poorer. And the CFLs got scrunched down into this class. Yeah. And so for the junior hockey leagues, I guess you're going to have to. I guess they are doing more with less. I mean, my God, I went down to Weyburn a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, pre-pandemic for a meeting and like, there's only two of us work for the team. The receptionist and the coach and GM. That's it. Two people. Right? Yeah. And it's not like they were flush with cash, but we're not talking about huge operations here. No, we're not. And yeah. this was before the pandemic. So, listen, I don't mind talking about the plight of those sports leagues in Canada, but I also want to talk about the big leagues, too. I will uh, bring in a lot of your participation here because there's no doubt today is not the day for the Canadian Sports Summit to bring back sports in Canada. Today's not that day. No. But we can kick it around a little bit. It's one long taco time viewer takeover. And on this Regina Pats game day with the Red Deer Rebels in town, tonight, John Paddock will join us, the general manager of God's team. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network, live on YouTube, and 24-hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Well, I tell you what, this is gonna be fun. It is. I think it's gonna be spicy too. Okay. Spicy. The Moose is here. I want to tell you that the text line is open. I haven't even looked at it this hour. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) There's a lot of text in here since I uh, opened it. Hello, America! They've awoken. Ooh. Where we are carried on the Game Plus television network in uh, the state of Oregon on TDS Cable. How about that? How about that? Jeff, How about that? Jeff Caldwell writes us and says, I've driven 30 kilometers to go to Taco Time here in Oregon. Thank you for translating that to us Canadian dummies. The distance calculation. Yes. I'd say that's about 22 miles. I would drive, I would walk 30K to Taco Time. Although, was it you pointing out to me that a crisp meat burrito is like 450 calories? 390. Yes. That's okay. Less than a muffin, I might point that, out. That's Less a, than a muffin. That's okay. You understand it. You walk 30K, you're probably burning close to 1,000 calories. So, have at it. Yeah. Now, I'm burning the calories. That is that is a fact. Oh, there's no issue there. Randy from Winnipeg writes in and says, uh, to all our veterans, thank you. Thank you, Randy. You speak for all of us. There will be no show on Thursday as we observe Remembrance Day and Veterans Day. Brady in the Bridge City writes in and he says, I voted dupes for best comedy show of 2021. Ted Lasso on the People's Choice Award website. I can't wait to tuck into season two of Ted Lasso. How many seasons are there? Two right Okay. Now. He says Odell Beckham's list of teams consists of the Chiefs, Packers and the Saints. 
And he goes on to say it's Ken Holland's birthday today, the NHL GM of the Year candidate. Everybody's getting a little ahead of themselves. People want to talk about how far the Winnipeg Jets going to go in the playoffs. Is Ken Holland going to be GM of the Year? Listen, I love me some Ken Holland. Uh, I was going to introduce you to him in the media room in Edmonton, but I was a little shy. I introduced you to his assistant GM. That's Remember? right. Yes. <clears throat> Bill Scott. Come on. It's November the 10th. We're not talking about playoffs. <laughs> we're not talking about playoffs in the NHL, okay? And we're not talking about GM of the year either. And despite the Florida Panthers being named by yours truly as the number one team in the National Hockey League last hour on the top five, bottom five, Bill Zito will not be the general manager of the year in the National Hockey League. And that's even if they win the Stanley Cup because he didn't build the team. Text line's open, 902-518-3033. You're going to get a sneak peek at the you, not the audience, hmm. tomorrow. Of that text line. I was told I'll have a draft back tomorrow. So hoping we can have it. You've airing. hired a lady. Yes. How inclusive of you to sing our well, I jingle? Well, I put it out there. There was, uh, there was a guy and a girl that came back. She was more catchy. Um, <laughs> back to uh, the cesspool that is our comment section. We're talking sports here. That's what we do. There ain't another show on television in this country doing what we do in this time slot. You know that, right? Talking sports. And Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, wait, did Rod just become an apologist for the CFL? I had previously heard him say the CFL's problems are of their own making. They are. When did I not say that? They're 100% of their own making. But I feel like... As Jeff, uh, Jeff's on one channel, I'm on another channel. You know, we talk about vibrations. Yeah. You know. Uh, Different frequencies, maybe. Serena and I talk about that all the time. I'm on one channel, Jeff's on another channel. He's yep. not hearing me. Yep. So that doesn't surprise me. Uh... I I'm wondering why Odell Beckham Jr. is allowed to come up with a list of teams, by the way. Why? He's a free agent. So you, can just, he wants. you can just pout and whine and get released and then just have your pick of teams. Well, I have a bit of a problem. With it that. wasn't working, and it was starting to be a negative drain on the energy in Cleveland. So from a Cleveland Browns perspective, who very much, I think, in that room, in that organization, believe that they're in a position to win a Super Bowl. Now, they may not be in my top five. They may not be in anybody's top five in the power rankings. But they have a good offensive line. Their defense is strong. They have one of the best ground games, running at rushing attacks in the National Football League, if not the best. Um, they're a complete team. Now, Baker was struggling. That's a lot of pressure. And you've got a distraction in your face saying, I need the ball, I need the ball, I need the ball, I need the ball. And you start thinking about what's the smart way to distribute the football? What's the best way to handle my attributes and then the, you excuse him from practice and then you go through this process of releasing him and getting out of the contract and all of a sudden Baker comes out as a great game and you start seeing that Baker Mayfield might be a better quarterback without OBJ on the roster which is hard to imagine but it seems to be the case 
So now when you release him as a free agent, he can weigh his options and, and go somewhere on a massive discount, million dollars, $2 million. You know, they're saying Tennessee might be a target now too, but if he wants to go to those three teams, he'll go where he thinks is the best fit. This entire episode of the Rod Peterson Show has turned into a Taco Time viewer takeover, which I'm here for. Canadians love local. Go loco and eat local. Taco Time uses fresh ingredients. Sourced in Canada, our beef, chicken, cheddar cheese, sour cream, and Mexi fries, all produced in Canada. So I'm loving the discussion here. I'm not sure we're getting anywhere, but everybody's saying something. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Bird, big Argo fan, goes to all the games. He sends us his tailgating photos from outside BMO Field. He says, uh, Rod's right about the CFL, but it's more about the lack of single vision amongst the owners. Until they can all sing out of the same hymn book, the troubles will persist. And wouldn't it be cool if they did have a Canadian sports summit, which they probably never will, but if they did, Let's have it in London, Ontario, or maybe Winnipeg, somewhere central Canada-ish. We'll have taco time cater it. Mm-hmm. And let's sit around and share ideas. But we, we huh, what I was saying the other day, how you only see 5% of me on here every day, the other 95%. It's just the tip of the iceberg you see on TV every day. Because was it two weeks ago I went in and gave a seminar on addictions and mental health to a group of four counselors and two life coaches that knew nothing about mental health and addictions. Nothing about addictions and substance abuse. And I said, I'm so glad you brought me in to talk because in the social services industry and health, everybody seems to operate in their own silos. Don't know why. But when we work together, so much more can get done. Yeah. And with sports, could you imagine if we had the CFL over here at one table and the CHL over here and the CEBL over here. And it's like, what works best for you guys? What works best for you guys and gals? Do you know how much would be accomplished if they did that? And I would just like to be a fly on the wall. Maybe we would present Darren on the role of the media in all of this. Wait a minute. Shut up. We hate you. You're the media. We don't need to hear from you. Go go outside. Because that's what I'm used to getting. There's one way. A summit would be great. There's one way. What? To get them to all work together. And it's never going to happen. Never, ever, 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 ever. I never say this, that that things are never going to happen. I don't like to be closed-minded. I like to remain optimistic and open-minded all the time. But if you want them all to work together, and I think, you know, maybe there's a God shot out there that they could all get get around a boardroom table and work together. But the one way to do it, one owner of them all. One guy who owns them all. Of all all the leagues? In Canada. Never happened. Exactly. That's why I said, but that was, you know, you'd need them all to work together. It's like bringing all the greatest shows together, right? But you guys are all on at the same time. Yeah, but it's the best time slot. And we think ours, and you're all competing, right? Instead of saying you're on at 6 a.m. and you're on at 8, and then you're going to go on it, and everyone's going to win. The leagues need to kind of find a way to, to work together and understand that as a consumer, we have a finite amount of yeah. money, free time, but... For the most part, they can't work together within the league, let alone work with other leagues. That's right. So, oh, man, somebody wrote in here and says, what's the latest cost for a major junior hockey ticket? Did you see that comment? It's long gone. Depends on the market, but yeah, upwards of $40. As cheap as 15 probably. Well, I went on to Ticketmaster just to have a look. There it is from BW, and I don't know where BW is. 
He says, what's the price of a WHL ticket? $12 last ticket I went as an adult and right here. 12 bucks, and you'll find somebody probably bitching about that. But I went on Ticketmaster to have a look for Pat's tickets. Last Saturday's game was against Brandon. $19 plus fees. Fees were like $5, so all in $25. And there's people bitching about that. That was upper, um, upper bowl, but, or what do you, whatever you call it. Yeah. Somebody said, that, do you think... Do you think that your double vaccination, uh, Dan in Winnipeg, can you please spell check your messages before they come in? John Kirby in Edmonton was saying that the Edmonton Oil Kings were averaging over 6,000, 67,000 per game. Now they're under 3,000. Listen, what did I say the other day? I go, there it is, five to 6,000 a game pre-COVID. Now it's under 3,000. I was talking to the NHL scouts the other night before the hockey game here, and they said that the Hitmen are averaging like 1,500 a game. I don't know if you were around or privy to that conversation yeah. or not. Were you? Yeah. And obviously, COVID's kicking these leagues in the grapes six ways from Sunday. We don't know why people aren't going. It's very easy to walk up to people on the concourse and say, excuse me, miss, why did you come to the game? Oh, to see my friends. Oh, to see Connor Bedard. Oh, because it's Wiener Wednesday. Oh, to buy a Pat sweater. It's very hard to talk to thin air outside. Hey, why aren't you coming to the games? It's very hard. You have to guess or put out a survey. Well, and what I'm hearing, I thought we went through this, but we'll go through it again. For those that weren't listening in the back, cash crunch that people are in under COVID, which I think is the number one thing. I really do. And then a distance to a distant second is the COVID passport that you got to show at the door to get in. It's a pain, and I've done it. You've done it. We did it at IG Field. Yeah. I did it at FLA Live Arena in Florida. Every time I go in there, i got to show my proof of vaccination in Florida, and I don't care because I got it. If you want to go, you're going to go. If you don't want to go, you're not going to go. It, it still comes down to that all the time, and I think the teams still have to work a little harder to get people in the building. That's just me. Why am I repeating myself? You take over because clearly they're not listening to me. <laughs> But you can't just, and it's tough to send out a survey to the people who aren't going, because the people who aren't going, whether it's money, exactly. whether it's whatever, they're not interested, and so they're not going to, nobody really wants to take time to tell you why they're not going, right? It's really hard, but if you, you'd have to go up to people and say, why aren't you coming to the games? Oh, I didn't know they were on. Oh, I don't have that kind of money. Oh, I, you know what I mean? And people are pinching pennies and, and taking care of themselves and doing what's best for them, and well, we'll have to adapt as doing what's best for as them. teams and, and which leagues. Is, there's nothing wrong with, by the that's way. That's what we should always we do. We support that. Yes. But it's if you're going to sit at home every night and watch sports, which is totally fine, maybe buy a jersey online or participate in their 50-50 raffle online or support the team because you're not really supporting the team just because you sit at home and watch on television. By the way, John Paddock coming up right after the break. But... You'll notice I brought out the Kia lid. Mm. The Kia CHL Top 10 announced just this morning. Why not give it a little love? Yeah. The number one team, the Winnipeg Ice, who are waltzing to the Memorial Cup. The Winnipeg Ice. Good friends of the show. Number two team, the London Knights, which we've been invited to go to London and do a show. I think we should. Number three, Kamloops Blazers. Nice work, Clark. Number four, the Everett Silvertips. Once they got rid of the radio guy, Mike Benton, they haven't looked back. 
<laughs> number five, the Edmonton Oil Kings. Number six, the Sherbrooke Phoenix. Number seven, Patrick Waz, Quebec Rempart. Number eight, the Shinnewingen. Doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Cataract. Number nine, the Seattle Thunderbirds have worked their way into the top ten. And number ten, the Sioux Greyhound. I got to think the Regina Pats will be in that next, next week. At least an honorable mention. John Paddock joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh yeah, he's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Flying by the seat of our pants, what we do here in the RP Show. Apparently, John Paddock not ready. But that's okay, because the moose has just slid back in here. I and got you. Yeah. Uh, so these guys will let us know the second John Pack- Paddock's available, the GM of the Regina Pats, and then you're going to have to beat it. That's fine. No, you're, you're okay. You can stick around for it. <laughs> I'm good. Darren DuPont's top five NFL teams. Let's say it again. Darren DuPont's top five NFL teams as we roll into week 10 of this 2021 NFL schedule. We're halfway through, by the way. The guys uh, have the graphic in the back. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. They do. Darren, take it away with your top five. We've seen some shifting here. Yeah, and I can talk my way into and my head wants to put Tennessee number one. I just... Didn't want you to think that I was being biased in my ranking. So, so Tampa gets it. Tom Brady's still the leading um, candidate, the, the favorite. He's the, house on, the odds like on it. favorite to win the MVP, although Lamar Jackson's probably right there. Um, Tennessee's number two, though. Arizona moves right back up because with a backup quarterback and no DeAndre Hopkins, they win. Um, Green Bay, I still think, is, is a top team in this league. Uh, with Aaron Rodgers, I think they're, they're probably a top three team in the National Football League with Aaron Rodgers healthy. And the Rams are still good. Um, but with Tennessee, you look at what they've done. And here's why Tennessee's really the number one team. They've gone through the third toughest schedule of anybody in the NFL. I think the, only, the Washington football team has had a tougher schedule. And they haven't won anything. They beat the Colts twice. They beat the Seahawks. They beat the Bills. They beat the Rams. They beat the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. The Titans have gone through the meat grinder of the schedule, and now they've got the second easiest schedule the rest of the way. So they've passed their test and will probably or should finish first in the AFC just because of the strength of schedule down the stretch. I mean, nothing is a given. Baltimore is sitting right outside of this top five, and the Bills are close too. But Baltimore's right outside. The only reason they're not in this is because they've had one of the easier schedules. They're kind of middle of the pack when it comes to strength of schedule so far. They haven't had the most impressive wins, although Lamar is an MVP favorite. So there's my top five. And Dallas is still right there, too. Well, I was reading The Athletic today. They couldn't figure out, the writer, how the Dallas Cowboys got spanked so bad by the Chicago Bears. And I'm like, you were at the game, weren't you? Or, uh... By the Denver Broncos. Sorry, might as well have been the Chicago Bears. Because Denver had sucked coming in, too. Yeah. And they're saying uh, Vic Fangio, the head coach of the Broncos, has given the rest of the NFL the blueprint on how to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Really? You can make Amari Cooper... Every team can make Amari Cooper drop passes or Dak throw 48% completion percentage? It was the Cowboys that lost the game. The Broncos didn't win it. 
my my take. It was just one of those days. Like I say, they usually save it for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they got the stuffing kicked out of them. I get it. By the way, one of our viewers said it was nice to see three WHL teams in the Kia CHL Top 10. There's far more than three. The Winnipeg Ice are number one. The Kamloops Blazers are number three. The Edmonton Oil Kings are... The Everett Silvertips are number four. The Edmonton Oil Kings are number five. The Seattle Thunderbirds are number nine. That's five teams in the Western Hockey League in the CHL Top 10. So if you think it's good that there's three, yeah. there's even more. Interesting, by the way, John Kirby says that Edmonton Oil Kings fans can't support the team when they can't buy merchandise because there isn't any. But they can buy a lot of Oilers merch. My mind went in five different directions with John saying that. Yeah. It's A, it would be nice if there was Oil Kings merchandise available because they got nice stuff, particularly the first renditions of the jerseys they came out with when they first came into the league. I'm not a big fan of what they have. Right. Why they changed to black and fluorescent green, I have no idea. From that royal red, the gold crown is beautiful. But the WHL, we're not worried about the Oil Kings. We're not worried about the Hitmen. We're not worried about conglomerate-owned teams whose owners have too much money. I'm going to use my mom's quote. I'm not pointing anybody out specifically, but she says... Another guy with more money than brains. Fair. I'm not pointing the finger at anybody. I'm just saying more money than they know what to do with. Yeah. The Blades owners, the Pats owners, the Wheat Kings owners, the privately owned teams, the leagues want guys like that. And it's not like it used to be. There aren't a lot of family-run owned teams anymore. The Sutters and Red Deer is a good example. But the McCrimmons selling the Wheat Kings are a great example of it. It doesn't happen anymore. It was awesome. You had to win to survive. Mm -hmm. And now you don't really need to. That's not good. Hello, Leafs. Um, With the Coyotes. I've been going back and forth with Coyotes uh, fans in the Valley of the Sun in Arizona. And they're saying, Rod, no, 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 no. They're not moving. They're building a new rink in Tempe, didn't you know? And I'm like, oh, so said the last owner and the owner before that. But I don't mind going back and forth with the uh, fans. I've made a career of it, right? Yeah. But these guys are saying, no, Rod, this owner, Gutierrez, if that's his name, he owns two casinos and he's got more money than God. I'm like, I don't, are you bragging or are you complaining? Because that doesn't say it's a blueprint for success or that the Coyotes are ever going to be good. That's not to say that they won't be good. I look at the Florida Panthers. I heard a story that their owner, Vinny Viola, Loses $180,000 a day. But he makes five times that on his financial services company. Right? And they're the number one team in the NHL right now. So that's not to say the Arizona can't do it. But anyways, we were talking about junior hockey. Um, Let's take, do we have John? Is it a good connection? That's good now? Okay. Thanks, John, for sitting through that. And thanks for your patience, the general manager. And thank you, Darren, for coming in here. General manager, the Regina Pats, joins us on a game day. And, uh... Can we get him on the screen? There we go. Got him. Well, go. glad I did. Hey, John, glad I didn't wear that jacket today. Would have been awkward. Um, happy game day, John. <laughs> uh, big one tonight as you Thanks, go for Fred. your as you go for your fifth consecutive victory. What is going right for the Regina Pats right now? Well, I'm not 
a person that believes in luck necessarily, but I think we've, we're finally getting some puck luck. I don't think our game has changed a lot um, through the first 13 games. Uh, when we were two and four and two and five and two and six, two and seven, we, we thought that, you know, we deserved better. Not that we should have been seven and two, but just that we deserved better. Um, so I think it's balanced out a little bit. Uh, in those first seven games, we hit Winnipeg three times. There, it appears to be maybe the class of the conference. So that was, that's a little bit of a tough thing to to start out with. But those things even out. Uh, we need to win the games that uh, we should win with teams we're going to be competing with. And so we've been doing that lately. Well, for sure, and uh, Tanner Howe scores a pair the other night. Adam McNutt scores on a breakaway. This is not your number one line. You're going to need scoring from more than one line, right? And you're getting it. Hopefully that's a sign of things to come. Yeah, there's some bell scoring there. The, the, the players that are starting to produce a little bit are, are younger, like Whitehead, Howe, but they're good players, and they're going to be – They'll be even better at Christmas time than they are now. And then after Christmas, when they get through a break, uh, Dave has always said, my first year here, that the players take off some then. And and when I say take off, uh, we don't expect them to be become the best players in the league or superstars, but they're going to take in another step. And uh, that's what a young team is about as you, you know, make progress. You know, Please tell me something if I have this right about Connor Bedard. You beat Brandon the other night 6-1. I think he had one assist. He had a lot of scoring chances, but one assist. He was happier to win and see his teammates score. That's the sense I got off of Connor. Like, uh, how is he doing with this season and, and during this winning streak? He seems pretty happy. Oh, I think he's doing fine. He's uh, That was one of the qualities that was mentioned uh, on a very thorough evaluation that... Uh, people did uh you know to get granted the exceptional status i remember reading exactly somebody who was evaluating scouting at some point said you know he you know he looks like he's just as happy when the team wins or when somebody else scores and he does that's the kind of person he is i think he for sure wants to be scoring more and he's a little bit frustrated at times as he misses by just inches but uh last look i had and that's not necessarily up to date he was leading the league in shots on goal and uh, is that a complete indicator? No but uh, there's some nights I've just befuddled that the puck hasn't gone in like he's just missing by such a small amount that uh, he'll be breaking out in a big way sometime soon I believe. Well, uh, maybe tonight you got a Red Deer Rebels team in there that's been on the road here for a while. I think it's going to be a tremendous hockey game. But the one thing, because we interview the goalies of the other teams that come in, John, and they say that they are giving Connor their best game. They all get up to face him. He's going to get that, right? I don't think people understand that. It's a big thing to defend and stop Connor Bedard. Well, for sure. And he is only 16, despite <laughs> exceptional status, da-da-da. Um, you know, he is the focus for other teams, the goaltender to stop. I think one thing that's really, that that's not hit me to do with Connor, but just with, you know, hockey in general, um, it's for real this year. And last year in the hub, our hub it wasn't, but we were given a tremendous amount by the NHL scouts that came through. They numerously talked uh, that we were the best hub, not Regina, the seven teams playing here were the best. They were most competitive. This was the games that they enjoyed the most, where you could 
get a little bit feel for the players that they were scouting for and stuff. So that was great, and I think that's you know based on what I saw last year, it was that way. It was everybody played hard, but it still was we were nobody was playing for anything, and now it's for real every shift and all teams are playing like that and you know Connor being who he is Connor like he's getting the best of the other team all the time and good for them but in saying that like he still leads the league in shots on goal and he still um, you know is getting lots of chances so that's why I believe it's just a matter of time well and to double down on that my last point as somebody brought up to me recently the league the bubble was full of 15 year olds last year Connor was one Less 20-year-olds and no Europeans. It was a different league last year in this bubble than what it is this year, right? You've seen that, obviously, and thought about that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, like I say, it, for me, it's just describing it as it's for real. You're playing for something. Um, and those are all, I don't think they're little things, but they're not the thing. But when you add them all up, uh, it changes the game. And we yeah, were we were all we were playing home games last year. We played twenty four home games. Connor played fifteen home games. There was no travel. There was no going to school. Like him and Keeper are this year. You know they had nothing to do but concentrate on hockey. Uh, there was no road trips. There was no getting on the bus at nine o'clock in the morning and busing to Winnipeg that day and eating in Brandon and playing that night. And it's the same for all the teams. It's different. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I appreciate the hockey talk. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but uh, thanks for joining us on game day, John. I'll see you tonight. Thanks very much. General manager of the Regina Pats, John Paddock. We'll be right back with overtime on the RP Show, Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Yeah, we gave uh, Moose overtime off. Uh, but I will tell you on this. Well, the overtime is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, where Jennifer's watching right now. And she'll be at the Pats game tonight. The Four Seasons is your home for the National Hockey League and the UFC. As you all know. But as viewer takeover for Taco Time, Canadians love local. Go loco! Eat local. Taco Time uses fresh ingredients sourced in Canada. Our beef, chicken, cheddar cheese, sour cream, and Mexi fries. couple comments from the text line here from Rose Henry. She's watching in Edmonton. And she says, you have a lot of patience for Jeff the Stamps fan. Wait till he accuses you of having Oilers pom-poms. I know. He accuses me of a lot of things. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, I think the problem with attendance in all sports is partly due to COVID protocols, but also because of the economy and cost of the games. Just my opinion. Now, I think you're right, Wayne. The problem is how do we get around that? How do we survive? Because I'd like to think we're all in it together, but maybe we're not. Sports update, the Maple Leafs are on a brief road swing tonight as they get set to take on the Philly Flyers in one of uh, tonight's three NHL games. The Leafs, are looking to, the Leafs are looking to rebound from a 5-1 loss to L.A. at home on Monday. Toronto back home Friday to host the Flames. 
The Raptors are in Boston tonight. The Raps coming off back-to-back home losses, but are 4-0 on the road this year. That streak includes a 115-83 route of the Celtics back on October 22nd. Minnesota Vikings star Dalvin Cook is facing a lawsuit from a former girlfriend for alleged assault, battery, and false imprisonment, while the fifth-year running back is accusing the woman of assaulting and extorting him. The accusations stem from an altercation a year ago when the woman traveled to Cook's home to end their relationship. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source. Last minute of play in the RP show. Your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including my favorite, the almond coconut, Darren's favorite, the peanut butter chocolate chip. RP Show Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RPSHOW. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. Well, I want to thank you viewers for uh, stepping up here today as we had our hour one guest drop out, Jesse Granger from The Athletic, but he sends his regards. He'll be with us at a later date. John Paddock from the Regina Pats, whom you just saw. I'll be at the uh, Canadian Armed Forces Armistice Dinner tonight, and then the Pats and Rebels right after that. I can't wait. We'll be reserving Remembrance Day on uh, Thursday. We'll see you Friday right here at noon Eastern. Who has more fun than us? <laughs> For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.